I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Today is Tuesday, February the 13th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of Episode 1022 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Big, big thank you to uh, Richard Clark, who was our first-hour guest. He's our always our Tuesday guest. We really do appreciate him. In fact, hey, dude, I don't even know if I've told you. You know I'm going to the All-Star Game this weekend in Indianapolis, right? Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'll say this. I'm going to All-Star Weekend. I'm not staying for because we've got a, uh, a couple of kids that are playing in the HBCU Classic uh, in Indianapolis on Saturday. But I am going – what to the dunk contest and the rising stars game and all oh, that wow. on Saturday. I mean, hey, I, dude. Hey, hey, you boys going to bring you something back. Okay. I mean, as, as much as you, well, I'll, I'll say this too, the, this past year, notwithstanding the dunk contest that made a, a nice little return. Um, this past year was, eh. but, um, there've been some good ones up until that the last few, let's say four out of five years. Cause you know, it kind of died there for a minute. Oh, it did. It um, absolutely did. Yeah. But dude, like I said, man, I, your boy's going to bring you something back. Okay. Hey, good deal. Have fun. <laughs> okay. There you go. But, uh, but, uh, we had rich on, we talked, uh, we called everybody up locally on Reggie and Brandon. Uh, we talked about, uh, just, uh, you know, coming out of the, you know, going into the all-star game. But uh, the, the fun thing we did, uh, we talked some ACC basketball with Rich. So if you missed any of that, then you need to go to uh, brianhanks.com. Uh, it'll be posted up there uh, by before 10 a.m. Uh, today. So if you're listening to this in a replay and you missed the first hour, or if you're listening to us on 252 Fox Sports Radio down in Newburn and you missed the first hour, then just go to brianhanks.com. You can hear Rich on there. This hour, Rich is starting us off. We're going to play the birthday game early because joining us about 30 minutes into this uh, second hour here today, the head baseball coach at ECU uh, from your alma mater there, Rich, uh, Cliff Godwin, will be uh, joining no. us on our Spence on one guest line. So pretty excited to uh, have him on the show here in the second half of this hour. But we're going to wrap up our uh, first hour conversation. You did the worst five uh uh, cruise, uh, announcing cruise in uh, league pass. And I just real quick, one through five, it was Atlanta one, New York two, Charlotte three, Golden State four, Philadelphia five. You're going to give us here over the next uh, four minutes or so. Uh, so we can't go real, real long here. But the top five, and let's do it, like I said, Casey Case of America Top 40 style. Who, Richard Clark, is your number five uh, announcing crew on league pass? Miami. Okay. Miami has John Crotty, who is actually pretty good at this, uh, as it turns out. And um, former they're very, yeah, they're very good, and they cover all the essentials that you need, and they don't get out of hand with the Homer stuff. Well, so they're pretty good at number five. I would agree with you on that. I've seen uh, several Miami games through the years, and I love John Crotty, and of course, I I love him for his former time as the point guard for your. Virginia Cavaliers. Okay. <laughs> number four surprised me. Not that it's bad. It's just, I got to admit, dude, I've not watched a lot of this team. Who's your number four uh, uh, league pass announcing crew? Toronto Raptors. Um, they're really good. They're entertaining, and they get excited. They're homers, for real. They, they're all about Toronto, and they get very excited, but they're pretty good. Um, I, enjoy, I enjoy listening to them. They kind of keep the game entertaining. Matt Devlin and Jack Armstrong, and dude, I'm going to have to. I, I got to admit, I don't remember the last time I've watched a Toronto home broadcast, so I've got to do that. Number three, uh, who you got at number three? 
Denver. Okay. Denver's number three. And and it's just because they're good. They are really good at, at doing what they do. They kind of keep it in the middle. They don't go all homery and they don't go all blow and bland. So they're they're very solid. Well, there you go. And Denver, uh, Chris Marlowe and Scott Hastings. Uh, number two. <laughs> go ahead. Who's your number two uh, announcing crew on NBA League Pass? Boston. Um, and this was Scalabrini's really good at it, yeah. honestly. And um, I didn't realize that. But I, and, and to be fair, I've probably watched more Boston this year than I have anybody else. They're one of my, as, as we use from our guy that we listen to, they're one of my league pass favorites. Um, I really enjoy watching this team play, uh, particularly when Porzingis is out there. They, and Boston, they do a really good job. And they're kind of the anti-Johnny Most, ironically. Which is crazy when you think about it. The only other thing, and he, he's done it a time or two when uh, Scalabrini needs a day off, they'll pull in uh, uh, Cedric Maxwell yes. from the radio side. Yeah. And, and he'll yes. do a game. And he's just, I love, I love Cedric. I mean, I love him. By but, the way, uh, quick side note um, on that thing that they had on ESPN between the Celtics and the Lakers rivalry, um, I'm not sure Cedric comes off great. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you were doing that Q rating type stuff, you kind of go, huh, there's some stuff there, but that's a different topic. Well, drum roll, please. Uh, let's see. No, in in uh, Richard Clark's top five NBA league pass, number five, he has Miami. Number four, Toronto. Number three, Denver. Number two, Boston. Drum roll, who? Richard Clark is Sacramento. your number one. Sacramento. Mark Jones um, and that. now Mark Jones, former ESPN guy, so he's got some good chops there. I remember listening to him yeah, when he used to do uh, yeah. ESPN radio. But Katie Christensen, I am not familiar. Tell me a little bit about that. I have no idea what I googled her when I first started listening to her. I think she played college ball at some point, so I was curious as to you know. I guess this is probably the chauvinism in myself, but I was curious how she even got there. But it must be on merit. Honestly, because she's pretty good, but Mark Jones carries the ball here. Yeah, um, he's he's to me he's the better version of uh, Gus. What's his name that, that that gets all excited for college football? Yeah, um, to me, Mark Jones is better than him. So I really like Mark Jones and the way he does things. He he's he, so he, he keeps you excited, yeah. Yeah. right? But he still uses. He's got a little Stewart Scott in him, and and he does. And, but he's he's good at what he does. Is all I. It's the best way I can say it. Well, I've got to. Uh, I love this. Now I, I want to post this somewhere. I'm probably going to do it on our uh, show page on Facebook. Of course, I'm going to clean up all your spellings first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Woo! give me a break. Woo! <laughs> give me a break. I was doing it without my glasses. <laughs> to, you know. Dude, I still love. I, I'm probably going to have to leave Abdul Nabi uh, the way you've got him on here, though, dude. Because uh, hey, he went to Duke. He gets what he gets. <laughs> he gets what he gets. Indeed. Listen, Richard Clark, dude, you are so much. You are so awesome, man. Thank you so much. Like I said, I'm gonna bring you some goodies back from uh, Indianapolis this weekend. Okay. Well, have fun. Be safe. Thank you so much, Rich. I appreciate you, dude. Later, man. There you go. That's Richard Clark from uh, the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Uh, I tell you what, uh, as we told you, uh, in the first hour, we're going to, we're, we're switching it around a little bit. We're going to play the birthday game right now. Uh, and then, uh, after that, we're going to have Cliff Godwin on ECU baseball coach joining us right here, right after the birthday game on the Brian Hanks show presented 
by Lenore Community College. Today is Tuesday, February the 13th in the year of Lord 2024. It's time to play that game we do every day right about this time here on the Brian Hank Show as I get my dear friends, my partner over here, John Dawson. Hello, John. Hello, and uh, you are? I am Brian. I am your partner. And then our son over here, Jonathan Massey. Hello, son. Hey, Brian. <laughs> I'm con- well, you- Did you not hear what he said? What? <laughs> Dude, I wasn't we're, we're like 30 said. seconds into this birthday game. And you, <laughs> what did he, what? I didn't say anything. What did okay. Say? What did he say? I'm your partner, Brian. Oh, yeah. I'll fix all that. And then I said our son, Jonathan. You mm. really are tuning out, aren't you? What? Yep. I'm sorry. Did you yeah. say something? <laughs> anyway. I don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> right over me. <laughs> Well, he'll be reversing that one. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, hi there. I'm Brian, and I do, I guess. Wow. Uh, John so Dawson. Uh, with us. There's your libertarian. Should I, should I get out of the way? <laughs> should I push you in the chair? Don't, don't, make, don't, him don't make him laugh. Don't make him laugh. I should probably just let this go out over the air, shouldn't I? I've never seen somebody shuffle their feet backwards while they're moving forward. (laughs) It's so hard. It was sucked in. He's going to need a hand pump to get the flow to reverse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh. (coughs) Are we bad friends? To our credit, we did keep it together until he got in there. We held it in until you got in there for your benefit. Because we were hoping you would hold it in until you got in there. After uh, the... The uh, drama and the uh, stress I just went through. I don't. I can't think of any small talk. Help me out. Here. I need some. I'm the one that comes up with the small talk 90% of the time. So I need y'all to come up with some small talk here for the birthday game. Jonathan, you never do. It's your turn. The oh. other 10% comes from John. So. Well, I mean, feel free to involve yourself in this and Brian, uh, in this conversation, Brian, as I know you will. But um, John, did you ever notice that? Maybe when your kids were in the, in the two, three range, mm-hmm. they started getting a little too smart for their own good. <laughs> a little bit, and we would, you know. That's beat it I, out of them? Well, I wouldn't say beat it. I mean, just fire a warning shot into the ceiling every once in a while with a 38 and they <laughs> calm right down. I think I talked to you a little bit about this before, but I was, uh, I was doing something with my reptiles one night, and she had been in the living room fully clothed. Yeah. And I... <laughs> I'm, I'm just refreshing water, cleaning out water dishes, putting stuff back in. And I look down, and my now naked toddler <laughs> is standing beside me. Now, we have a we have a gate between our, our living room and the rest of the house. Yeah. So that you know, she can be secure in there. We don't have to worry about her, you know, turning over, uh, you know, refrigerators. Mm-hmm. And she's figured out how to open the gate. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's supposed to be toddler-proof. I, I call bollocks. Because she, it, but it's little things like that. And I told you guys uh, a couple of days ago about her eating butter. <laughs> Summer Summer was feeding the dogs. And uh, 
Maris got into the refrigerator and helped herself to a full stick of butter. <laughs> Did uh, she eat the whole thing? No, I'll, I'll show you the picture. Uh, there, there's the picture. She just got she got one good sized bite out of it. Before <laughs> hey, look! Did you show it to John? I saw yeah, it. he saw it. <laughs> hey, look how cute she looks. She looks like she looks like she's holding a puppy. I was yeah. telling him Billy Bob Thornton went on Letterman one night and was talking about he was he was he apparently was a very fat baby. Yeah. And he said, "Well, why is that?" He said, "Well, I would uh, take a stick of butter and sit and watch TV." <laughs> Like it, like it was a multi-month habit. Wow. So, yeah. anyway. I've been very lucky with Maris because her favorite things in the world are uh, are carrots and oranges. She oh, loves wow. carrots. She loves oranges. But uh, She'll it, never have scurvy. Well. <laughs> unless she drinks after her dad. Yeah. I, well, too late. Um, <laughs> not my fault. She takes everything. everything. What's mine is hers, and what's hers is hers. And uh, But she... Uh, now I think she's kind of following in with her mom. Everything is chocolate or cookies. She wants chocolate or cookies. And now we she got her a Starbucks cup, but we just put milk in it. But that's her coffee. Yeah. So if she says I want coffee, that's uh, that's code for I want milk in my red cup, idiot. <laughs> so dude, she's so cute, man. Yeah, but, she's so cute. But I can't even trick her into taking taking medicine anymore because she has to watch me make her milk. So like uh, a couple Ooh, weeks ago, she I'm had. I'm worried a, that you want. How do you make milk? You have like, a cow. Put it. Yeah, Brian. I've got a. I've got a. I've got a <laughs> Brian, dairy cow. That's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> ah, wait a minute. That was good. But uh, I, she, <laughs> she has ridiculous. to watch me pour her drink. Yeah. So the the only way I figured out to beat her now, not beat her, but you know, we understand. Trigger. Defeat her. Defeat her. Yeah, is uh, I'm like, hey, can you go get the milk out of the fridge for, for me? And she'll, yeah, and she'll walk over there. And I, real quick, I, you know, I, I get the medicine up in the syringe and hide it. And I pour the milk in a glass and uh, or in her cup. And I, hey, go put that back up for me. And she's like, okay. And she takes it. And I squirt it in her real fast. And I put the lid on. I'm like, here's your milk, baby. That's how we get Brian to take his medicine. Wait, what? Well, one of the ways. The other yeah. way is we wait until he's asleep with his back facing the edge of the bed. <laughs> Those electrolysis things are getting really hard to administer. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Uh, I, hate, I hate both of you. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by. Uh, GoEco, technology service provider. Uh, Dawson, you won yesterday. You lead six days to two. And I protest. What do you protest? I don't know. There's something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, too we'll many see. musicians. Well, one, two. We have three musicians in today's show. This is a sports betting station. And I haven't heard one sports better up here. You know what, dude? I don't remember the last time we had an outside athlete. of Jimmy the Greek. What do you got? We didn't have an athlete yesterday. We didn't have one on Friday. We had plenty of them the first four years of the show. <laughs> Thursday, none. Wins last Wednesday. No, dude. Uh-huh. Two, uh huh. Tuesday, February the sixth, we had Babe Ruth. Oh, that's great. Let's do today's show. <laughs> so it has been a week since we've had an athlete, and guess what? There's not. Uh, there's a coach in today's. There is a coach in today's. So anyway, why don't you tell us about CNC music? <laughs> CNC Music Factory was a horrible pop act in the 1980s. Uh, this segment is sponsored by Goeco Technology Service Providers, and they are helmed by Jacques Passeleg. And uh, he he was a roadie for CNC Music Factory back in the day, but don't hold that against him. He rose up 
I mean, they, they wouldn't pay him. They would give him two-day-old ham sandwiches while they're eating caviar. But Jacques took the lessons used on tour with CNC Music Factory, uh, took that energy and used it in a positive way and built his own empire. And now CNC Music Factory working his warehouse. Back to you, Brian. Uh, yeah, guess who our first uh, musical act's going to be? You want to guess? CNC Music Factory. Yep, you are right about that. Good <laughs> God almighty. Your face when you realized what you had done priceless yeah, i don't know man massey how do you contact go yeah how do you, you contact go oh, yeah yeah i guess i could be doing that huh you uh, dial 252 252 286 286 53 cnc music factory cnc music factory 54 54 or you can visit his websites at goecomc.com. What is goeco.com? Or bucklesberry.com for all the latest CNC Music Factory news. <laughs> there you go. He's part of uh, CNC Music Factory. It's huh, no our kid. eighth grade trip in uh, middle school to Flark to Disney World. <coughs> these these were one of the performers. Was it really? Yeah, they were lip syncing. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Uh, Freedom Williams. Freedom Williams. He's uh, the rapper that's, and we're not going to get that far in that's this song, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's constipated. I'm not. <laughs> anyway. Like uh, some gray matter escape during that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, whose guess is it? Uh, yours. yours, young man, Freedom Williams. Wait a minute. In fact, we are going to get to hear him. Hold on. Not if I talk over it. No, give us about another 15 seconds. Here uh, we go. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Freedom Williams. Here is the goal. Back with the face. Give me a sandwich with mayonnaise. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just talking. Come on and dance. Is it my guess? Baby. Is it my guess? <laughs> yeah, you're right over there, Jonathan. <laughs> wow. Yes, it is. Freedom Williams, how old is he today? 61. You say 61. What do you say, John? That's on Massey. 60. 60, Brian. They can't, it's radio. They can't see you dancing. Thank God. Uh, he was born February 13, 1966, so he's 58 today. Who was closer? Me. Okay, there yeah. you go. Hey, we got another musical hint. You're going to like this one, though. I'm I, I, I willing to put good money on this. Dawson, Peter Gabriel. Who was the leading singer? Leading was the leading singer. Was the lead singer of Genesis, yeah. and then went on to a, a man a really good solo career. Would you not agree? Had a great good. had a great solo career, including this one. I like this. This is Shock the Monkey. Tell everybody about Peter Gabriel, though. I mean, he was when he was with Genesis. He was. Uh, yeah, when he was with Genesis, he uh, he helped him get some attention by having elaborate costumes and. Some of the costumes I can't really describe on the air to be accurate, but uh, they were pretty unique and out there, and it got them a lot of attention. Um, would it have shocked a monkey? Yes, it would. It would, indeed. The thing about Genesis was there were five songwriters in the band, really, and there was almost, when he was there, it was like there was too much. There would be these great musical passages, and he would insist on cramming words over it, and it would tick the other guys off. So when he left, it actually gave him a little room to breathe and... If you ask me, it got a little bit better. But Peter Gabriel. He's fine. I, I like him well enough. He's just they've tried to do reunions with him and he you know, he won't do it for whatever reason. Phil Collins said Peter Gabriel will not do something just because it would be fun to do. So he seems like he's a little bit of a putz, but you know. 
I mean, I think he's a nice guy. He shows up at all their weddings, and when they did their final show a uh, year or two back, he was backstage hanging out with them. So I don't think he's a mean guy or anything. He's just kind of a little Prima too- Donna. I'm not even going to say that because he admitted that they became more successful after he left. He's just, you know, a little too, I don't know. This is getting a little disconcerting over here. I can't. Well, I can. If I know. I can, point the gun at you, right? Point the gun at me, Brad. There you go. <laughs> Peter Gabriel, uh, who went first? Uh, Dawson, you went first. So you get to go. How You know Peter Gabriel, right? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Yes. Jeez. Why is he looking at me like that? It's, it's disconcerting. I know. 73. You say 73. What do you say, Jonathan Parrott Dawson? 74. You get it for being mean over there, John Dawson, uh, Massey. Uh, Ma- Jonathan Massey? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who got uh, Freedom Williams? I he did. did. So it's one to one. Yep. You want me to keep playing this? No. Or play? You don't like this? No. What is he doing? Just ignore him. I can't. It's impossible. Yeah, no, it's, I'm doing it. Okay. It goes back to you, John. It's one to one. It goes back to you, John Dawson. He's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Going to get that bill passed. <laughs> no. He was first team All State in West Virginia in the 1990s. And who was the second team All State? Matt Holbrook. Matt Holbrook was. Second, this is seriously. I know. The Associated Press second team All State was Matt Holbrook. Who was first team? Randy Moss. Randy Moss. You've Went heard of Randy the, Moss, right? Yeah. Went on to start Marshall. Yep. And then uh, in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings, for the L.A. Raiders, or was it Oakland Raiders at that time? It was Oakland, uh, the New England Patriots. Yep. And who was the last team? Because he went to somebody after. Tennessee. It might have been. It might have been. Randy Moss over there, John Dawson. How old is he today? Is he the guy that's coaching now? No. No. So there's a player. Now, he and does a coach. ESPN. He's actually on ESPN. So there's a player and a coach today. Oh, they're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, there were two athletes. He's commentating now. Yep. Uh, that's not going to help me, really. I'm going to say he's. I didn't uh, even put his name in the thing here. I just said, who was second team? Uh, 40, Matt Hallbrook. 46. You say 46. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Um, 47. Congratulations. Good job there, Jonathan Massey, to get that just right on the nose. That was awesome. You got to be proud of him. I was trying to guess how old uh, Holbrook was. I thought he was 46. No, well, he, now he would be. He was two years older than Randy Moss because he was a senior when Randy Moss was first team All State. I should have probably said that too. Would that have helped you? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you lead two to one, uh, Jonathan Massey, and here's the one. I cannot wait for all the jokes that are coming out. Today is Tuesday, February the 13th in the year of the Lord, 2024. It's Mike Krzyzewski's birthday. Today oh, is boy. Coach K's birthday. Oh, wait a minute. I think, Jonathan Massey, it's your turn. How old, first, how old, uh, how old is Mike Krzyzewski? We're going to replay the Dr. Phil thing, aren't we? Yeah, we will. On the show. Today. I will, uh, or we already have. Or you want me to do it after the birthday game? You tell me. There won't be enough time. Well, I'll just time it out where. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Vince Neal in studio. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Big Mike 103. What a, I mean, I wish that was the actual line. <laughs> I know. Mike Shusevsky. 70. Eighty. 
He says 80. What is your guess over there, John Dawson? 81. What were you getting ready to say? 78. Oh, okay. Well, he's 77. He was born February the 13th in the year of the Lord, 1977. The Grecian formula throws me off. I mean, I'm sorry, 47, 1947, so he's 77 today. Uh, Uh, Does that make it now two to two, right? Nope. Nope. Did you win three to one? That's correct. Okay, well. That uh, is correct. There you go. Well, you've already clinched today. We'll still play this last one here anyway. Uh, And it's a musician, a dead musician. Dawson, the monkeys. He was uh, the bass player. I'm, I'm not really up on the monkeys. Who played what? In fact, I'm almost positive. That's him singing there, too. Peter Tork. Peter Tork, indeed. Is that Tork? I think so. It's definitely not Mickey Dolan's. It's definitely not uh, Davy Jones. Davy Jones. That's Peter Tork right there. Okay. There you go. How about that? I didn't. That was quite by accident. Okay. Uh, today uh, he died in 2019. There's only one monkey left, dude. How about that, dude? Who's you know that, Michael Nesmith? Uh, he's. I thought he died too. Maybe he has. Or maybe maybe it's Michael Nesmith is, is the last one that's still alive. But you do know what it would take to reunite the monkeys, right? What? A bullet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Ah. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Pleasant Valley Sunday. The Monkees. This is Peter Tork's birthday. He died in 2019. Let me see who the last remaining. Why you uh, guess here? The drummer, Mickey Dolan's, I think. I think you're right. Last my friends, remaining. the Gripweeds, have uh, been his backup band on an occasion. Oh no, who'd you say? The Gripweeds. Mickey no, 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 Dolan's. No, no, no. Mickey Dolan's right. Is a he's the last surviving member of the Monkees. Yeah. That's too bad, man. I told you, I dated a really nice uh, lady for a while who was the biggest Monkees fan in the world. That's why she liked you. <laughs> it probably is. It Simeon probably is. features of yours. <laughs> anyway, uh, Peter Tork over there, uh, Dawson. Is that your nose or are you eating a banana? But seriously, folks. Anyway, what's that now? <laughs> How old would Peter Tork be if he were still alive today? <laughs> God, he died in 2019. You got your boy into a coffin fit over there. <laughs> a 76. You say 76. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? <laughs> <laughs> you got to love when you get him into a coffin slash laughing fit. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> 77. <laughs> you are closer. He was born February 13th, 1942, so he's only 82. Only. He, is, <laughs> he would be 82 today. Uh, you win today 4-1, to one, Jonathan Massey. Uh, today, uh, local birthdays. Ashley Joyner. She is the wife of former South North coach and now East Duplin coach Jeremy Joyner. He doesn't have a Facebook page, so every time I tag him on something, always tag her she's beautiful a beautiful wife of uh, coach joiner mm-hmm. today is matt friedman's birthday oh yeah matt. boy matt friedman yeah he's gone on to bigger and better things i think he's doing like industrial real estate got uh two beautiful kids uh, a beautiful wife which you know which is shocking if you look at matt for longer than two seconds <laughs> um but you know i'm proud of he's matt not wrong <laughs> <laughs> proud of matt great guy you uh, guys were part of the interns over at uh Granger the, stadium yeah the, we were uh janelle called us the fab four <laughs> um we had uh matt uh jaron Vinny, myself yeah i was the i was the baby of the group i turned 21 that year and uh 
I'll tell you guys about the fun time we had on my 21st birthday. I would like to hear about that. Also, uh, Rick Lewis's birthday. You remember Rick Lewis from the Holiday Invitational? He yeah, was uh, Tyler, Phenom Ty- Sports. Yep, Tyler's his son. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You do remember Rick. Uh, good guy, man. Rick Lewis is a uh, in a in an industry full of uh, self-serving. Help me here, dude. In an industry, what self-serving? Just megalomaniacs and just buttholes i guess it's a nice can i say that you just did well there you go <laughs> rick lewis was the anti all of that i mean he really is a good dude like uh, north yep it's a good way to put it. i always liked rick lewis i mean he was just genuine he's a good dude yeah i mean and he, he seems to be in it for the he's in it not seems to be he's in it for the right reasons so. yeah he, he's giving the kids a platform um was one of the originals to do it yeah, yeah. and you know he's brought his sons along for the ride they've tyler could probably be coaching somewhere right now and he's yeah doing great things with his dad so there you go so happy birthday rick lewis happy birthday matt friedman uh, happy birthday matt uh, we'll never forget wilmington there you go happy birthday to miss joiner uh coach joiner's wife uh happy birthday to peter tork uh, um is are you drink eating a banana is that your nose <laughs> oh my god coach k uh, my Grecian formula tank is out back. <laughs> there you go. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Technology Service Provider. <laughs> yes, I tried to cut that off there before you heard the zuh there. Hey, thank you again so much, and happy birthday to all those uh, great birthday folks here today. Uh, as we are getting ready to get Cliff Godwin on the line with us here on the show this morning, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors, man. Uh, definitely, definitely want to thank uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County, Right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. UNC Lenore Healthcare uh, has a medical staff of more than 100 physicians and offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. It's coming up here in just a few moments with Cliff Godwin of ECU. But I want to thank all our sponsors, man. LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare. You just heard uh, about Goeco Technology Service Provider, uh, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Rendell Parrot Academy. Those are our day one sponsors. Love and appreciate every single one of them. And then our other sponsors, too, that that will be bringing you uh, high school basketball tonight here on 960 BetOnTheBull.com, 960 AM and BetOnTheBull.com, North Lenore and South Lenore. It'll be uh, thank you to Down East Protection Systems, to King's Restaurant, to the Kinston Police Department, to Davis Wholesale Tire, to Mills International, to Rillo Discount Drugs, to Lenore County Public Schools, to Lenore Tire and Appliance, and the Down Eastwood Ducks. Uh, just uh, like I said, man, just appreciate every single one of our sponsors and uh, couldn't do the show without them. Absolutely, positively couldn't do the show without them. Definitely do uh, appreciate them. Man, like I said, uh, getting ready to join us right now on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line, uh, the head baseball coach of Cliff God or of uh, ECU. It's Cliff Godwin joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, and I know it's crazy busy right now, Coach. I mean, you're what three days away from the uh, first game of the 2024 season. Thank you so much for making taking time out of your busy, crazy busy schedule to join us here for a few minutes, sir. 
Brian, thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, it's busy, but uh, we've got time for you, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're always the best, and like I said, so generous with your time. Well, let's jump right into it, Coach. Uh, uh, as I, I, We had Scooter on here yesterday. I had Scott Rogers on yesterday. We did a, a little recap of uh, the 2023 season, and I wanted to do that with you. You know, I, and I know, especially since you're getting to where you are in your career now and uh, you know, so again, starting your 10th year at ECU, how, how do you think, let's say 10, 15 years from now, not even just right now, but how you'll look back at the 2023 season, coach Godwin. I mean, I'll look at it as a success. I mean, we won 47 games. We won the conference for whatever the fourth, fifth year in a row. Um, I thought our guys were pretty consistent. You know, could we have played a little bit better at times? Of course, you always can. But 47 wins in college baseball. I know we didn't host a regional. Uh, we didn't win a regional. But I thought our guys really showed up consistently. And to, to win 47 games is tremendous. And to do what we do in the classroom, you know, to have a 3.4 team GPA or higher for six and a half years. Uh, I tell our guys all the time that nobody does it better than us on and off the field. That's not. To, to sound arrogant, I just feel like when you put what we do in the classroom and on the field together, I don't know if anybody else in the country does it as consistent as we do. No, and I agree with you wholeheartedly there. That's one of the things Scooter and I were talking about yesterday, Coach, was uh, you win 47 games, you win the conference again, you do all the great things that you did last year. And But I think it's almost uh, part of the process here, Coach Godwin. You've built uh, such a great program here that uh, – it's Greenville's probably the only place in the world where you would where someone would say forty seven wins and they would be like oh but dot 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 it just it's crazy to me that <laughs> it, but it is it's crazy this program that you've built coach well you're never going to make every human happy um, you know that so but uh, you know I, I, back in I don't know it was probably late November early December I just went back and watched my press conference when I was hired and you know really we have accomplished everything except what everybody wants here and that's going to the college world series and competing for a national championship but we've hosted regionals on campus we've hosted super regionals on camp campus we've won um you know conference championships which we said we were going to do uh our attendance numbers are the highest they've ever been we were 13th in the country last year in attendance so uh you know, if I'm judged because we never make it to Omaha and I'm, I'm a failure as a coach, then I'll let somebody else desi decide that. But I know we're doing things the right way, and um, our guys are not only becoming better baseball players, they're becoming better men while they're in our program. Hey, listen, I've told you since the jump. I mean, I am a, uh, I am a fan. I, I wave my colors. I, I love what you do there. And if if I hear somebody say something stupid like that in my presence, hey, coach, I'll take care of them. Okay. All right, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, uh, like Coach Godwin on the line with us on the Spence Automotive Guest Line with us right now. And uh, I don't even know where to start. I've got so much I want to talk about this year's team. And I think it goes – and I haven't even had a chance to tell you this yet, but this is awesome. I got to hang out with a mutual good friend of both of ours in George Whitfield at an LCC game last week. He had just left you. He had just left uh, practice and hung, hanging out with you a little bit. And, Coach – you know how Coach uh, Whitfield is. I mean, he is not a man that is prone to hyperbole. I mean, he is as down to earth. Now, he's supportive. I mean, I know he's been supportive of me in my career. I absolutely know he's been supportive of you in your career too, Coach. But he told me this is the best team that he has seen at ECU. And, Coach, he used the word <laughs> – no, Coach, he said ever. 
He said, you were going to be, he said, this pitching staff, obviously the top two that you got at the top of the rotation said the bats in this lineup. When you hear a man like coach Whitfield, who does, I mean, you know, this coach, I mean, he doesn't just say things to put it out there in ether. If he says something, he means it. You hear a legend like coach Whitfield say something like that. That's got to put a smile on your face. Doesn't it, sir? It definitely does. I'm just thinking he's forgot more baseball than I've ever seen. So <laughs> whatever he says, we'll go with that. Uh, but coach Whitfield is, was of course a huge it still is a huge uh, mentor of mine um I, I just am amazed every time i see him um the energy he has at his age and the passion that he has um i'm pretty sure he could still coach um i can tell you that and he calls our director of baseball operations after every game and <laughs> just tells him we win good job like hey that's it it's just but he's just so fired up when the pirates win and um, he's so special to me and he's so special to many, like you mentioned. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. And you'd love this. Like I said, he had just seen you one day last week. It was uh LCC season opener coach. It was only like 48 degrees out there with a 25 mile an hour wind. And he's sitting out at an LCC baseball game coach. That's awesome. He loves baseball. <laughs> I mean, he, hey, he loves baseball. He loves sports. Uh, he's one of the, best competitors I've ever been associated with and I mean um I hate to age him but you know he was older when I played here and he still got the same a uh, same amount of passion as he did 25 years ago it's crazy it's just and I've only got to know him about 22 23 years ago and you're right I'm not so, coach I'm not so sure he doesn't still have the same energy level and the same just moxie I guess is the best way to put it that he had 20 25 years ago coach I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say it's changed much. I can tell you that. I mean, he might not be able to walk quite as good, but that energy and that fire that's in that belly, that hasn't changed, and it will never change. I absolutely love love talking about that man. Okay, uh, we've got Coach uh, Coach Cliff Godwin on the line with us right now. And uh, before we jump into this year, and I've got a ton of so I've got to thank a, a mutual friend of ours too, Keith Spence, who is listening right now and sent me a few questions to ask you too. I thought it was really it was really nice of him to do that. But I've got to ask you about the it's affected really uh, basketball. It's affected football, but the NIL and the transfer portal uh, in college athletics right now. How much has it? it, it Let's make it micro-local here for you, Coach Godwin. How has it affected the Pirates? How has it affected you in the way you do your day-to-day -day business, sir? Well, it's definitely affected, I would say, every coach in, in college. It doesn't matter what sport. I mean, it's it's here. It's not going anywhere. Um, is it something I thought that we would be dealing with five years ago? Absolutely not. But uh, I think I heard Coach Bianco from Ole Miss, you know, somebody asked him, does he like it? It goes, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. This is what the rules are, and yeah. this is what we have to navigate through. And um, I, I said we're really blessed that we, for the most part, have really, really good people inside of our locker room that have great families um, that they're bought into the team. Uh, we do do some NIL stuff for returners. Um, we, we don't go out and recruit players and offer them money. Um, like you hear about in football and even baseball, um, you know, in the SEC. I mean, they're, they're passing out quite a bit of money for guys that go on the portal. And um, I just always talk to our guys about how important relationships are in your life. And I've done a better job of connecting with our players on a daily basis better, and especially freshmen, and just educating our team. Like, if you stay here and you do the right things, then 
you're not going to get rich, but you will be able to, you know, get some NIL opportunities. And, and I'm all about helping returners that have done it the right way and have worked their tails off in the classroom and on the field. And we're really using it for retention. It's kind of, I kind of stole it from the Dabo Sweeney model. And I know uh, people have been very critical of Dabo um, because he hasn't won a national championship in a few years, but the program's pretty consistent. And of course, uh, he's a man of faith, which I am as well. So um, I just kind of stole it from him, and, and we want to continue our culture because if we go out and recruit a kid, which it's amazing to me, it's not even legal, and we offer him however much money to come in there, and then you know the guys in the locker room that have been here just working hard, grinding, I don't think that's going to help our culture. I think it's going to tear it apart, and you can't be consistent in college athletics, in my opinion, unless you have culture within that locker room. Absolutely. That voice you're listening to here on the Brian Hank Show this morning is Coach uh, Cliff Godwin, ECU. One of the things you mentioned right there, and I think we've talked about it a time or two in a couple of your visits here uh, over the years, Coach, but you are a man of faith. And I mean, and that's something you are very, very proud of. Uh, I'm honored to be a friend of yours on Facebook, and I follow you on Twitter. And you always have uh, like a, a lesson, like a Bible lesson, like a faith lesson every day. Uh, and it's one of the first things I look for every morning, Coach. And I know I, I can't be the only one that does that too. You do. You take a lot of pride in your faith, don't you, Coach? Well, I do. And it's something that I've had to work on. I mean, Brian, look, it's everybody's journey's different, just like in life. And um, I grew up in a church. My parents are Christians. They did the right things, but when you start getting into your adolescent years and, you know, you just, that's not a priority. At least it wasn't mine. It was more of focusing on football, basketball, baseball, and going to class and doing what teenagers do. And, um, and then you come to college and, you know, you do things that college kids do. And I told Jeff Bird, Parker Bird's dad, two Sundays ago, um, Parker spoke in Laurenburg and, uh, five people got saved. And, and I said, when I was 19 years old, I definitely wasn't uh, pulling people towards Jesus and how amazing what Parker's doing. And he's changing the world at, at 19 years old, where I was doing what the normal college kid did. And yeah, I was playing baseball, but I was going out having a good time, not definitely not chasing the Lord. And really it started back in COVID. Um, it was a blessing for me. Mike Amen, who is a mentor of mine came in and dropped dropped the John Maxwell Leadership Bible on my desk and just has really mentored me and pushed me to grow my faith. And, um, you know, that's the import, most important thing in my, my life. And um, I just do a devotion. And so many people have just talked about, like you, like, hey, it's, I read it in the morning, so I feel like it's an obligation of mine now to, to get that stuff out on most mornings because if it's helping one person, then it's good enough for me to post it. So, um, so that's what I'm using social media for, for the most part now. And like I said, absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. In fact, my morning's not, it's not a morning until and there'll be a time or two. You've not posted it in your usual time frame. I'll be like, man, I wonder if everything's all right with coach today, but listen, you brought up Parker Burton. I was going to ask about him later on in uh, our interview here, but why not now? I mean, you talk about just an inspiration, and I've seen the videos of him at bat. I've seen the interview or the, the uh, videos of him running. I tell you what, I, again, this is a 19-year-old kid. You don't even want to – I was in the Army at 19, okay, Coach? So uh, you don't even <laughs> want to know what I was doing at 19. We won't bring that up here, but what an inspirational young man Parker Bird is, Coach. He is, and, you know, I, I 
feel bad about saying this, but I almost feel like I take it for granted because I treat him like one of the players, and that's the way he wants to be treated. Uh, when he got that first hit a couple weeks ago, um, he's coming off the field, and you know I'm giving him some knuckles, and, and I <laughs> joke with his dad. I was like, it's almost like he kind of big league me, like, hey man, I like expected to do that. I've been working my tail <laughs> off, and you know you're you're making this big deal of it, but that's just Parker, and shows up at practice and goes to practice just like every other guy does. Nice. And he will be the first Division One um, player that uh, plays in a baseball game that has a prosthetic. I mean, that's going to happen this year. Unfortunately, I don't have the date. I don't have the time. I can't tell you exactly when. So everybody just needs to come to Clark LeClaire every home game, and you're going to see it at some point in time. I love it, man. And I'm telling you, I was talking to – like I said, I talked to Scooter yesterday as we're prepping for your opening weekend – and I asked him, I asked him, Coach, what is it going to be like for Scooter to be behind the mic, you know, calling the game, and you know, you put him in the game at bat, and he couldn't even he couldn't even describe it to me, Coach Godwin. That you know, he was like, listen, you know, it's one of the things I, you know, I know I've got to have in the back of my head to be ready to call, but uh, just all the emotions and just everything, it's just going to be an amazing moment when that happens, isn't it, Coach? It sure is. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's going to be some tears probably coming off. Uh, coming out of my eyes and, and I'm sure a bunch of people in the stadium and it's just going to be a, a great moment. Um, and look, it's, you know, his story's not, it's just in the middle of the story. It's not the end of the story. I mean, he's going to continue to work and continue to run better on that prosthetic. I mean, it's amazing to me. I mean, really he's only had a prosthetic leg. He got it two Christmases ago. Cause I remember his dad sending me, how awesome is this Christmas present? And he got his first prosthetic. And, of course, uh, working through with the uh, Challenged Athletes Foundation, CAF, um, was able to get, you know, a more, um, I guess, uh, a mobile prosthetic, one that is more for athletes. And, you know, that was a couple months later. And then now he's, you know, dh in scrimmages and he's taking ground balls at practice at third base and, um, it's just amazing when you really think about it, what the, the young man's been through and, and where he is today. Again, that voice you're listening to, that's ECU baseball coach Cliff Godwin joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And let's uh, jump into this year's team, Coach. I mean, to me, and, you know, being a fan and all that, this pitching staff you've got this year, especially the top two, uh, Trey Savage and uh, Zach Root, one and two, your Friday and Saturday starters. Coach? I'm not so sure there's not a better uh, tandem, a better duo in the country than uh, Trey and Zach. And I think you would probably agree with me on that, wouldn't you? Well, I'm glad they're on our team for sure. <laughs> I know that, uh, you know, there's some other, you know, teams that got really good, you know, pitching as well. But those two are pretty special. And, and it starts with Trey. And um, I, I've said this a few times over the past week, but when Trey you Savage is your most talented pitcher and, he's voted by his teammates as the hardest working pitcher on your staff, then you got something special. And um, Trey's special. His competitiveness is special. Um, he's pretty mild-mannered when he's not on the field. And then when he steps on that rubber, man, it's uh, you know kind of like of a killer instinct that that switch flips on and, and it's pretty special. So um, he, you know, really – has turned into a great leader as well. And, and a lot of that junior class with – Jake Hunter, Jaden Winter, um, Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman, those guys have really 
taking it amongst themselves to really lead the pitching staff. And of course, with some seniors like Danny Bill as well. But um, it's been a special group to this point. And, you know, I like our offense. I like our defense. So um, I like our leadership the most. And, and that's the thing is the chair I sit in when, when guys are extremely invested in the team and they want the team to do well and they really um, – they don't get caught up in the, the selfish desires as much as probably what human nature would want you to, then I know that we have something special. And like I said, to this point, they, they've done a great job. That's awesome. Like I said, uh, Trey as your Friday, Zach as your Saturday. Who does it look like? I know I talked to, uh, like I said, we talked to Scooter yesterday. He wasn't 100% sure uh, who's going to be that Sunday starter. Who, who does it look like at this moment in time it's going to be, Coach? Jake Hunter is going to get uh, okay. the opening night on Sunday. Um, but it was super competitive in the preseason. Jake pitched well. Uh, Wyatt Lungsford Shinkman pitched outstanding. We really wanted to keep him in the bullpen, especially early, just with his experience and his competitive nature, and he's done it before. Um, Jaden Winter pitched great in the starting role. Chris Kaler pitched good in the starting role, but those all those guys will be in the bullpen to start with. So um, Jake will get the nod, and um, you know, I've said this to the team just because we're, we're as deep as we've ever been pitching-wise and uh, position player wise that you know rents do every day that's not to put pressure but you just got to keep stacking days together um, so we can keep pushing one another to be the best versions of ourselves i've been a big fan and uh of, of course everybody ever here in enc and in kenson lenore county big fan of jacob jenkins coward a uh, great freshman year for him in uh, 2022 then had some injuries uh last year had a little bit of a down year last year i guess what I need is he fully healthy now, and how has he looked yeah. in the preseason for you, Coach? It's the best he's ever looked. He's fully healthy. Oh, wow. He's stronger, um, you know. And, and carrying that six foot six frame that he has, you know, people understand. But just him taking care of his body, he's done that at a high level. Like he's fully healthy. He would always have like nagging leg stuff that would bother him. He'd play through most of it, but he's running well. Um, he's putting together really tough at bats. Um, he's been great with the leadership group this year and really challenging guys and, uh, really everything's focused on the team. And I think when guys can get outside themselves, they actually play better because they're worried about the others more than they worry about themselves. And he's done a great job of that. I know you lost your uh, leading home run hitter last year to uh, graduation and one of your uh, most productive hitters in Josh Moylan. Who's in line? Who's going to play first base for you? And uh, who's going to be over at third base for you this year, Coach? Um, Dixon Williams is going to play third base. He's earned that. Um, he's had a great fall, um, especially the back end of this fall. He led our team in RBIs by a landslide this fall. Um, Coach Columbus worked with him a lot defensively. Um, he actually could play short. He can play second, but he's played third and done it at a very high level. And um, he swung the bat very well in the preseason. And he's just grown up a whole lot mentally, and uh, he's ready to take on that next step. First base to start with, but we got a lot of options. It's going to be Carter Cunningham. Um, you saw Carter in the outfield a lot last year, but he's transitioned over there. He's His best quality is he's one of our best leaders on our team and um, just wants ECU baseball to win um, and um, show up every day at practice and just get better. Cam Klontz has had a really good uh, preseason. You could see him over there at any given time. Chaz Myers, um, who will most likely be our DH on opening day, can play first, can play a little second as well. So um, you could see um, those three guys over there at any point in time. 
and just the recruiting that you did last year. Uh, again, to get this great class in here, and Bristol Carter, D1 baseball has picked him already as a preseason freshman of the year in AAC. Uh, for f- folks who may not uh, know about him, tell us a little bit about Bristol. Bristol is a tremendous athlete, first and foremost, high school football player, can really run, super competitive, gamer, um, got here. Um, and like most freshmen, you, you got to work on some things, and he's done a really good job uh, working on his outfield defense, working on his bunt game, working on his base-stealing abilities just because high school, when you have that kind of speed, you kind of steal whenever you want. Now guys know that you can run and they're going to pick off and – um, you know, it's a special talent when guys know you're going to run, you can still steal a base, and he's gotten so much better at that. Um, he is going to play. Um, I don't know if he'll be starting on opening day just because Riley Johnson, who's been hurt, has played outstanding for three weeks. And But you're going to see Bristol play in most games because he's one of our best defensive outfielders. So if he's not in there to start with, he will get in there at some point in time. That is awesome. Okay, I got a couple more, and I know we're getting up against it here. Got to ask you this. Uh, this is another one of the great questions Keith Spence sent me, that Keith Spence sent me. He said, during the season, he knows you, and we know, you're super busy. I mean, you're just, you know, eyes on the prize. You're, war, you know, you're getting ready for that game that night. But during the season, how much contact do you have with former Pirate greats like Gavin and Alec Burleson and those guys? How, how, much, how much contact do you have with them during your season? Um, probably more than what people think. Um, you know, I just reach out to them to see how they're doing. Uh, I can remember last year we had, uh, I think it was the Liberty weekend where we played one game on Friday, two games on Saturday because of rain coming in on Sunday. And I got to watch Alec, um, play against Mackenzie Gore, who was committed to us in the spring training game. And that was really cool. So of course we're texting back and forth and Burley and Gav were around quite a bit in the preseason. So, um, now they're both down in spring training and getting ready for the season with the their professional teams. But I love that. That's the thing. Since you're going into your tenth year, when guys come back and yeah. uh, Turner Brown came back for a banquet, and, and I was able to spend about an hour with him in my office. And those are the moments that really I cherish now, probably more than I thought, just because of what those guys have meant to me personally, but also meant to our baseball program. Because we wouldn't be where we are today without those guys. Absolutely. Ryder this weekend. That's how we opened the uh, 2024 season over at Clark LeClaire. And another, no one can ever accuse Cliff Godwin of scheduling uh, lightweights, a very good team that is uh, coming in to uh, Greenville this weekend. Give us a scouting report on Ryder, Coach. Brian, you know this by now, but (laughs) I haven't looked at one thing of Ryder. Um, I'm old school when it comes to, I believe, in what John Wooden said years ago, but don't overly concern yourself with your opponents, but overly concern yourself with your team and yep. do what you do well. Now, you know, as we get later in the week, we'll watch some video on the pitchers and, you know, watch their team on video. Yes, of course. But we really just worry about ourselves and worry about executing what we need to execute. And if we do that, most of the time we win baseball games. And, and that's the neat thing about our prior baseball culture. I love it. And listen, two selfish, two quick selfish questions here at the end. Number one, uh, you guys have that three-game series with Carolina coming up here in a couple of weeks where it's home and home, and then a neutral site will be playing down in Fayetteville. Coach, uh, what, what is the possibility of uh, maybe maybe like with Campbell doing that, but the neutral site being right here in Kenston at uh, Historic Granger Stadium? There's always possibilities. I think in 20 we had, before COVID hit, I think we had a game scheduled with UNCW. 
um, in, in Kinston in 2020. So it's always a possibility. Um, you know, the Carolina games are a little bit unique when we, we would probably most likely play in Durham. No offense to Fayetteville or anything else, just because it's more seats. Um, because you can imagine how big those crowds can be. I mean, in 18, when we played there in Durham, I think there was about 7,000 fans there and six 6,000 were East Carolina fans, which is always cool. Um, so <laughs> next year in 25, uh, that neutral side game will be in Durham most likely. So we're excited about that. But just, man, we talk about playing some of the best baseball programs in the state of North Carolina, which there's a lot of good ones. But to be able to play a three-game series with North Carolina, Coach Forbes has been awesome with the scheduling of that. And I just think it's good for – College baseball, North Carolina, but it's good for college baseball nationwide, and uh, it's really neat, neat, uh, neat deal. Hey, I'm con- last question here for you, Coach. I'm contractually obligated. You knew it was coming. We're, we're uh, when we make Omaha this year. Contractually we're, we're, obligated. I love that. <laughs> we're, we're getting that tattoo with Danny Rice and all. Uh, dude, it looks like I'm not even joking, Coach. I get asked and like I said, if I got off the air with you and not ask you the question about the tattoo. They would have come, probably well, come and burned my house down. Okay, Coach? Well, tell Danny that uh, I know we, we made this agreement years ago, <laughs> and Coach Godwin's a man of his word. So um, I don't think my mom has heard me say this, so um, that's probably a good thing, Brian. But if I get any heat from my mom, I'm just going to say it's Brian Hanks' fault. And uh, um, I normally take ownership of my failures, but I'm going to blame this on uh, Brian and Danny. But – I never said how big it had to be, but you'll be able to see it. Um, even if I get, you know, 23 tattooed where my watch goes or something like that. But, hey, you have my word that uh, when we do it, because we're going to do it at some point in time, um, I will get a tattoo with you guys. Coach, I absolutely love it. Listen, again, thank you for being, as you always are, so generous with your time. Good luck for this weekend. Good luck with this season. Can't wait to, can't wait to be behind the mic screaming out some names out there, Coach. Brian, appreciate you, man. Hey, take care, my friend. There you go. That's Cliff Godwin, head baseball coach at uh, ECU. Again, I want to reiterate thank you to my good friend Keith Spence, uh, who helped me with uh, several of these questions. If you wonder how I sounded so good this morning uh, talking to uh, Coach Godwin, well, it's because my good friend uh, Keith Spence uh, took a lot of time this morning and helped me come up with uh, questions for him. So uh, thank you, Spence. You're, you're the absolute best. Listen, how about that, man? Cliff Godwin on here. Don't forget, Ryder in Greenville this weekend. And Danny, you heard. When, uh, when the Pirates make the World Series, if it's this year, if it's two years from now, five years from now, guess what? We're, we're going to be getting that uh, ECU tattoo with, uh, with uh, Coach Godwin. And Jonathan Massey is in on that, too. He, I, I thought I had talked to him about that. Evidently, I hadn't, and uh, he is uh, very excited about getting it, too. Jason Bryant, he's going to get the tattoo also. So uh, we need to find somebody that, uh, that can uh, – uh, that we can do a deal with here where we're going to be bringing in about 2022 20, people for that too. But listen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to coach Cliff Godwin. Just, you could just hear it. Uh, that's his 11th visit he's had with us through the years. And he's always, again, as I like to say, he's so generous with his time and, uh, we do appreciate him. Okay. Thank you again to Richard Clark in our first hour, uh, here on the show. 
uh, as we talked uh, NBA, NBA All-Stars, uh, everything that we did with him. And, again, Cliff Godwin here in our second hour. Tomorrow, it's hump day. It's Wednesday. We will have uh, Mike Martin here in the office with us or in the studio with us. He is going to have a guest with us. And I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, I know you had told me and I have totally forgot, but he's got us a guest squared away for the second hour. Jason Bryan on Thursday. Paul Whittington, TGIF with IP on Friday. A bunch of other great guests going to be joining us, too. Have a great, great Tuesday. Don't forget tonight, uh, North and North, South, or South, uh, South and North, North and North on the game of the week. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. Mm-hmm.